same in Sistema. The best defense is attack. Best attack is defense, right? And so you really don't distinguish, right? And, and so when people come to self-defense class, they frame themselves to, to, to get punched first and then, you know, start reacting to it. And that's wrong. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. Ivan, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. All pleasure is mine. Brilliant. Yeah, glad you could make the time. And so we've, I've enjoyed every time I've been up to HQ and had the opportunity to train with you. You're always very, uh, very generous with your, uh, with your uh, help, either through the medium of speech or through the medium of a clenched fist. Either way, it does the same job typically. So it's, oh, it's nice to have you over and new people and new experiences. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I try and keep bringing fresh people up all the time for you. So, <laughs> so can you tell folks a little bit about yourself? How long have you been uh, training Sistema? Did you actually start at Toronto HQ, or did you have some experience in Sistema, or indeed any? other martial art before that? Well, I tried quite a few. Um, I came to Canada circa 97-ish mm. and 1997, right? And before then, I did pretty much, you name it, taekwondo, hand-to-hand, uh, karate, mm. boxing, kickboxing, so plenty of different things, right? Mm. Even some non-martial art stuff like uh, jazz, dancing jazz, right? Not playing jazz, right? Stuff like that. Mm. Um at the end of the day, and I was, as a matter of fact, when I found Sistema, I was doing probably two or three different things at the same time, right? Because mm. I wanted to keep in shape, you know, stay sporty and all that stuff, right? And I was like, I like martial arts too. Uh, but um, after the first two classes in Sistema, I was like, okay, well, nothing compares, right? So I just dropped it all. Yeah, immediately you just dropped he no, knew it right away yeah. but over time you know so I, yeah. I, I, I was going to say that just by the way best workout you can get like if, if you're really into like sports stuff you know like sports sports best workout you can get right mm-hmm. so I was going there and then Sistema first class and I'm like oh my god these people actually teach you how to breathe right and now I understand why I get so tired by the middle of that, that jazz class right mm. by the middle of the warm up and so I'm like okay well let's see how that goes right couple more classes I'm like yeah you know what I'm getting a lot more here than I would get there ever right mm. so I'm like you know it's just it was a long drive too so ended up dropping that pretty quickly right <laughs> some other things like taekwondo too you know and the reason was primarily traumas right mm. Uh, they, uh, it's sort of like, you know, like when they teach you to fight with a knife, a lot of people focus on the situation where you have a knife already in your hand and just mm. how to fight with it, yeah. right? And in fact, not a lot of people teach you how to properly stab with it, right? Most people teach you how to hit the, the holding arm and how to, you know, mm. how to apply a technique, right? It's kind of the same thing here, right? They teach you how to hit or, or they teach you uh, certain techniques, but, but nobody teaches you like how actually to breathe in the process, right? How to yeah. actually for yourself, right? Like if you get hit, mm. like some, somehow that's always omitted from, from other martial arts, right? Yeah. It seems uh, like it's a, a whole kind of ream of foundational knowledge, like how to stand, how to walk, how to, I mean, I guess some martial arts will focus on standing. They'll do like Qigong and stuff where they'll stand still for a long time and feel the bones and things. And that's analogous in some ways. I think to what we do, but it seems like that, that idea of like, well, let's start from contact and work backwards from there. That's, I'd never seen that in any martial art before I did Sistema. But. Exactly. Mm. And it takes you in so naturally, you know, in fact, I didn't start with Vladimir. Like what happened actually just for the, for the history part of it. Uh, I saw an article in the paper, mm. uh, something about Russian martial art. And I'm like, you know, when, uh, uh, 1991 come that was you know like a whole bunch of back in the Soviet Union still was a Soviet Union back then I lived there mm. uh, there's so many different martial arts came out 
and this type and Cossack martial art and Sistema martial art and Sistema this flavor and that flavor mm. and, and kickboxing and like everything, right? And just you pick as long as you're paying, right? Yeah. There's so many imposters too, like, you know, oh, this guy, he's a Spetsnaz guy, you know, he's a super, you know, mm. uh, stormtrooper or something, right? Mm. And so, you know, like people, me, myself personally, because I was doing boxing at the time, I was like, you know, taking it with a grain of salt. A skeptical. Yeah, yeah, like skeptical, like... Mm. These guys, you know, like, where were you before, right? Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, now it's paid for, so, you know, there's so many opportunities, right? Mm. It's kind of like filling the market hole. But I'm like, okay, you know, the guy's nearby here in Toronto, you know, so I see this article, I'm like, oh, why don't I give it a shot, right? Because, you know, one thing I learned, if it's a good school or if it's a good good sports that you really like, it's really worth going far for, you know? It, it just, it's a matter of getting a match with the instructor, getting a match with, you know, in tune with the sport you're doing. Yeah. Right? And, and in this case, it was like literally from the first class, you come in, and the first thing the guy says, you know, like, look, you're so tense, you'll get tired really quickly. And you know what? Yes, like 15th minute, you know, the exercises they were doing, just because they were so unusual and... Mm parts of the body that I, I'd never used before, right? I got really tired and like sweating and all that. And, and the guy goes, well, yeah, that's because you're not breathing body. Mm. And then I'm dialing back like to my boxing times and, well, yeah, you know, like an amateur boxer match is three rounds, one and a half minutes each. Mm. And by the middle of the second round, like you barely can lift your arm, forget about hitting a guy, right? Mm. And so, and I'm like, well, now I, and professional boxers can go 40 rounds, 45 rounds, right? Like that's mm. not, too uncommon, right? So you go, mm. how do these guys make it? You know, you get so tired by the middle of the second. They can't be much more, but you know, much better than I am, right? Like, mm. like, but I'm talking about order of magnitude better, mm. right? And, and so now I understand. Like after the first lesson, well, now I know what the problem was, right? Yeah, they tell you, don't don't forget to breathe. Just you know, sniff it in and mm. breathe it out, right? Mm. But like, did anybody actually watch you and say, okay, you forgot to breathe here. Why are you holding your breath, right? Mm-hmm. right? And then there's this whole, um, like, whole sequence of exercises, right, which actually teach you how to be, how to remember to breathe, step yeah. by step, mm-hmm. eventually to make it a natural process for you, right? And then you realize, like, simple things, you know, like, the guy goes, well, do you hear your heart beating now? Yeah, because I was working hard. And he goes, boom, 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 boom. Goes, Why don't you help it, right? Mm. Just help with your breath. You know, I, I'm doing that, and I'm like, in 30 seconds, I'm completely recovered, right? And I mm. was like, yeah, okay, just till the end of the class, I'm useless now, right? Because I, I just cannot do anything anymore, right? Mm. 30 seconds, I'm completely recovered, and the guy goes, so, have you ever walked upstairs, like, to the ninth floor, something, 10th floor? Okay. Mm. Back home, buildings were nine, ninth floor is usually. Sure, yeah. They say not 10th floor, it's ninth floor. But <laughs> they go, yeah, of course I did. Well, how about by the 10th? You know, flight there, you're completely dead, right? He goes, yeah. So mm. did it ever occur to you that that's how people get heart attacks? Mm. You know? <laughs> mm. That's it, right? So, yeah. And, and so I'm realizing, yeah, oh my God, you know, it's so useful in life, right? Yeah, yeah. And the fear aspect comes into it. So you get so afraid of many things. And it's not that you're afraid with your brains, right? Your body get, gets afraid. Yeah. Like somebody brings something at you or you see some obstacle coming like or some, some, some dangerous object coming at you, right? Or something else like this or some bullies rushing at you, right? And your body gets scared. It's, you know, you get jerky, whatever, right? Mm. And nobody tells you at these moments, the best thing you can do is breathe, right? Like your body, and even if you think about breathing, your body is not trained to do it, right? Yeah. Mm. So, and, and this whole, like, I would say the first month in Sistema that I was doing, I was, like, I was so, 
like excited from, from from the thought of that you know just, just simple breathing right yeah can take you so far that completely won me over so and then Vladimir came right <laughs> so with somebody else was a different instructor ah okay so and that was in it's Toronto just, though that was in Canada or was it in- yeah in yeah. Toronto, right? But somebody else was filling in for him. He was away for a couple of weeks, right? Ah, okay. So he just happened to start at a time when he was away. Like, mm. He came on the call. Oh, my God, you know, that's it. Forget <laughs> everything else. Sold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had a kind of a, a well, a similar kind of conversion experience after meeting Vladimir. And I was doing like other martial arts, and I, I did Sistema, and there was a guy who was teaching in London where I started training, and uh, and he was pretty good, um, Sam Benson, and and, and he was uh, he had clearly had all this skill, and I knew there was something in the style itself that was just so impressive and different, um, but it wasn't enough to like tear me away from all that investment of time and pride and everything that went on the thing before. Um, but when I came to North Carolina in two thousand seven, I um, Vladimir came down and did a seminar. Uh, Mark Jacobson's place and I met Vladimir and saw him at the center I'm like okay that's it <laughs> so, so as soon as I worked with him directly I was just converted I was convinced and I was like okay that's it no, now I drop everything else and I just do Sistema it's like, but you, ha- you kind of have to feel it in person I think before you could be convinced sometimes absolutely yeah bro I share the feeling that's exactly what happened in my case right maybe not so eloquently put but that's that's basically what happened yeah gotcha yeah so um so did you um did you kind of go head over heels in at that time? Because I mean, my experience of training up in Toronto, you're there for a lot of classes during the week. Like, and so um, so yeah. even to the point where I'm like, what does this guy do for a living? Has he got a job? Because he's, you know, he's he's here a lot. So how do you like manage your time and juggle it around Sistema training? Did you go, were you that keen when you first started? You were training like several times a week or did you kind of ease into it different ways? I guess I'm a bit greedy, right? So right away I started going like four or five times, you know, as many as I could. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like you, you can balance it with the family, right? Like if your kid comes comes home from, from daycare or school, you know, at a certain time, you know, you spend so many hours, you know, make arrangements, plenty of stuff around it. So, and plus I don't live too far from here. I'm lucky that way, right? From sure. Vladimir's Yeah. Uh, but what I found is after maybe about a month or two, you know, despite all the excitement and all the benefits and all that, it's like your body gets eventually a little, or mine at least, you know, got eventually the sort of like accumulated tiredness, I guess, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you understand what you want to do, you know, but you kind of feel like mm, it's a little bit too much for me, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. a bit too much information at once. Yeah. So at all back, I uh, like I found that ideal when you start is two to three classes a week, like one week, maybe two, another week, three. Yeah. Right? And again, what worked better for me was uh, like either evenings or day classes, right? But I was mixing them, you know, in that particular, in Vladimir's headquarters, there are different crowds. In the sure. morning, completely different energies, right? Yeah, yeah, much more so, full on. Yeah, so. yeah, you know, so I found it was much better to start to do it like two, three classes a week in the evenings. Yeah. Um, and in, in fact, the first part of the class, but the warm ups and all the exercises, right? Like I, I just recently sort of made a mental note that I haven't had two classes that were alike, like none. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Exercises are always different, like all of that stuff, right? And, and that's why I guess it got a bit too much at a certain point, like more than two, three classes was a bit too much. Yeah. Now, it, it's not a problem at all, you know. Mm-hmm. After a certain period, your body gets so used to stuff and, and you take everything you so lightly. You know, it's okay with well, this one. Sure, no, no problem, right? Mm. And another thing is, you stop taking—I um, shouldn't say failure, but but lack of success in the immediate success, right? You, you mm. don't take that like, oh, you know, I cannot 
you know, maybe put my legs on the wall and then turn around on my hands, right? So I cannot do that, right? Well, so big deal, you know. Mm. It's not like it makes me a better or worse system practitioner, right? It's just mm. my limitation, right? And you can work with it or, you know, if you have time or whatever. You know? Yeah. So, um, and now it's like not a problem at all. Gotcha. That's, that's interesting. I, you know, I teach sometimes, uh, I teach these stress and resilience classes for corporate groups and things. And one of the things that they found in um, stress research, like neuroscience and psychology, is that um, there are some things that stress all of us out that make us all very tense on the psychological level or, or a tense level. And one of them is simply just novelty, right? The, the doing something new for the first time. Like well, if you start. Especially, it's horrible. Sure. Yeah. For late, it's much better than, than, than the guys, right? I find. Sure. Yeah. Maybe so. Okay. But, but, yeah. yeah, there's this idea that if you don't know what's expected of you, you, you kind of tighten up and brace up against the world. And maybe over time, when you start to, start to care less about performance and like what people are thinking of you, you just don't, something new comes along and you're like, meh, it doesn't stress you out in the same way. And maybe, maybe at the beginning of training, we're all trying to show off a little bit or trying to show the instructor what we can do. And then after, after some time, maybe you let go of that. And, but it's, it's exhausting, right? To do that, the, to feel like you're performing all the time. And so not only do you not learn very well, but you tie yourself out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are actually, that's very true about instructors, you know, some instructors and, you know, it's it's just the way it is, right? Not to say anything bad or good about anybody, but uh, some instructors like to perform when they train, you know, so it, 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 I shouldn't say show off, right? But they're performing, right? So yeah. demos are good, but when it come, comes to actual practice and the experiences of people who try to learn something new, it may be a bit more difficult, right? Unless you're pretty advanced, right? Yeah. And some instructors are the other way around, right? Like some instructors would be you know, take, do something wrong yourself. You see what I did wrong there? Mm. Here was my mistake, right? Learn from it type of thing, right? So mm. you take things a lot easier, you know, you don't compete, you don't, uh, um, you don't put yourself in a higher position than anybody. That's actually another great thing about Sistema, like no gradations, right? Sure, yeah. Wagner makes mistakes and he acknowledges it like easily, right? So, mm. oh, by the way, I didn't do that right. Did you see that? Like my arm slipped here. Or this is why it slipped, right? And you go mm. like, yeah, you know, mm. actually makes me respect him a bit, quite, quite a bit more. Sure. You know? Yeah, rather than the guy who claims to be infallible all the time, right? And the, the standard martial arts instructor who's like, ah, oh, look how awesome I am all the time, you know? <laughs> oh, and trauma pretty quickly, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I prove how strong I am, then the other guy proves how strong he is, he's matching me, right? And then it goes in a vicious cycle. I'm stronger, no, I'm stronger, I'm stronger, you know. Yeah, somebody gets hurt. Yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. So just out of interest, what, what do you do um, for a living when you're not, when you're not uh, training system? That's pretty boring, actually. I uh, into computer administration. Oh, okay. My company manages about 1,200 servers for yeah. our company here locally in Ontario. Okay, so it's mostly like stationary work, sedentary, sitting down and things? Or Pretty that? much, yeah. So do you uh, find it's a nice balance, like there's the movement of Sistema and that it offsets some of that aspect of the fact that you have to be a bit more still for your work? Couldn't do it without it, right? Hmm. It's, uh, it's like, you know, it's like working in a service desk, sort of. Like I'm a third line of defense. Service desk failed, uh, first level of support failed. And now a customer comes to me basically already annoyed and, and you know, it's a lot of interactive work. Yeah. And also the attitude typically is, you're my service provider, I'm your customer, so deal with it, buddy. You know, I'm always right. <laughs> uh, the stress of it, you know, it's like people quite often are not reasonable, you know. I'm mm. trying to help you here. Help me help you. Like, give me information. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so the stress of it is is difficult to manage at times, right? Mm. And you don't want to come home and kick the dog, right? So I come to a system of class, actually, after that, right? Or even during lunch, you know. Sure. So just, just to clear my mind, right? 
you come in, you bring all that baggage, you come out like completely even, you know, your psyche is like, like a, you know, water surface, completely even, no problem, you know, you take everything evenly, you know. Yeah. And I guess the reason for that is because our body works in, in like, you know, in a sinusoid, right? Mm. There are peaks and, and, and dips, right? And yeah. the higher the peak is, the, the lower the dip is. Yeah. One, of the things I, one of the things I learned from, from a friend of mine, from Konstantin Komarov. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one, one of his things, right, is psychology. And he goes, so, you know, if you, if you want to relax yourself more, agitate yourself more first, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So worked up, right? And then mm-hmm. your relaxation will be even deeper. Sure. Right? And the best thing to, to work that actually is a breath hold, right? Yeah. But since system is not too far away, come there, you know, get yourself your body, you know, a bit of stress, a bit of workout, mm-hmm. come out, you're completely relaxed, come to work, and people like, did you go someplace or something like what, what happened to your body like you yeah. were all fussy and then nervous and now like you're yeah. completely level you know yeah yeah yeah. my my, my wife will attest the test of the days where you know I, some days I'm teaching or training and I'm rolling the whole time and some days I'm not I have other instructors here at uh, NC System and so I'll be off and I'll be going I'll, I'll work like on other things during the day like administration or I do work with academic groups or do some corporate workshop or something and I'm still working very very hard but I didn't I don't get that physical work and that breathing I always do a little bit of breath work and movement and stuff all day anyway just to kind of keep things going but it's not the same as doing like an hour and a half of really good solid movement and pushing and pulling and getting punched and i just come home really relaxed after that but if i come home after doing the other stuff and i didn't train like that evening i come home and which is funny because those are the nights that i get off that i should be spending with my family like i come back irritable like (laughs) it doesn't take very much for the kids to set me off or something that that, you know like at home you should be relaxed and enjoy yourself right but yeah it's, uh, nowadays, there's so much stress at work that, that you really, you know, you live at work, right? That it's most of your, you know, awake life, right? Sure. And, and then you come home and you kick the dog, literally, you know, and it's not his fault, it's not wife's fault, it's just that, that you know, mm. you were trying to provide for the family and in the process you got so, you know. Sure, yeah, so yeah. Absolutely, I totally feel for you, man. It, it, it's yeah. <laughs> same, same everywhere, you know, and that's one of the blessings of Sistema, you know, you learn to yeah. take Take it easy, literally, you know, just... Yeah. Pay attention. You can do little things like go for a walk after you get back. Like, I didn't get to train, so I'm going to go for a mile walk and just breathe one in, one out, up to 10, and then come back again. Think little things like that can help a bit, but it's good. At least we have the awareness. We know where it's coming from, you know, so that's good too. In the class, it's partners though too, right? Yeah. Nothing you more stressed than action of other people. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. It's when you work inside yourself, that that's very good, right? Mm. And, and you can do that. You can take it though only to a certain level, right? Like w- when you want to really work out, right? Like to, to, to really advance, right? You do need to have partners. Yeah, right? some, somebody else right. will push you. Absolutely, right. Yeah. And they'll show you where you're tense, for example. You know, like you tense something up and that, that's the place that's going to get hit, right? Yeah. Definitely. So, so you mentioned with uh, Konstantin Komarov and uh, that, this idea of like stressing you and then coming back down again. I believe we what? actually met at the. Um, I met you in two thousand eight at the. Um, I, I, maybe I've come across you at HQ before that, just training, but kind of in and out. But I don't think we ever got to chat until the immersion camp in two thousand eight. I think we shared a bus seat or like on the way there, on the coach on the way there, oh. and uh, we got chatting. And you told me you're from Ukraine and some other stuff like that, and we're chatting away. And then uh, at one point during that seminar, we were doing the stuff in the water there at Fairy Lake, and we were doing drowning, and we were partnered up 
And I remember doing this drill with you, Vladimir uh, Konstantin, was saying first you just have to float and breathe out and sink to the bottom and put your chest on the bottom and then come up very slowly. And we did that kind of on our own. And then Konstantin was like, right away, now you have to start to duck each other. And you were like, you go first. And I grabbed you. And and Konstantin was saying, you know, you really have to push him to a point where they look like they're nervous. And I was doing it for quite a while with you and he didn't look nervous yet. I kept pulling you up. So I just really upped the ante and really went for it. And then you started kind of breathing water out of your nose and stuff. And at the end of it, when you finally came back up, I was really nervous that you were just going to thump me or something. (laughs) But you came out and your eyes were really and you're like hoo, 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 and you're recovering from the breath and then you went thank you <laughs> it really made me laugh because you really thanked me for pushing you right to the edge of where you could go and it was a funny it was an interesting experience but i remember thinking at the end of that that first day that we did um the the water work that i'd never been so relaxed in my life it was like i was really stressed out and then we recovered from that and then we came back and sitting in the bunks or having dinner or whatever it was and i was just whoo everything fell out and i felt so relaxed so to me that was um understanding that the power of doing breath holds especially in the water where it's like more scary um really showed me that and constantine's like reiteration of that again and again and again really drove home this need to kind of inoculate yourself against stress a little bit it's not enough just to have tools to calm down you have to try on purpose to stress yourself out and then practice recovery um was was that um was that your first experience of the water stuff, or had you done that lots of times before by that? Uh, actually, that was probably one of the first ones, yeah. Mm. I didn't do it a lot before, for sure. And uh, you know what? Like, What's good about that? Actually, I, I had a very similar actual experience from the other side of it to what you were telling, right? Mm. So uh, the most stressful, I guess, and it's now, you know, with time you sort of understand, because now I have done it quite a bit, right? Mm. Uh, oxygen deprivation is the, the worst thing... Irritant you can possibly get, right? Because it's mm. the most basic, it's the most natural, and it gives you fear coming from inside, right? Like, yeah. I'm dying, literally, right? And you feel how how it happens, right? Yeah. Um, and and in the water, it, it's even worse than that, right? Because you also get water pressure on you. Mm. So it's both from within and from without. Mm. Right? Uh, and and for that reason, that that's that's something that pushes you to your literally to to the limit of your ability. Mm. And in fact, like, you know, in, in yoga, they, there's quite a known thing. Like they, they can go underwater and sit there for like minutes and minutes, right? It's yeah. one of the exercises, right? Well, similar in Sistema, right? It's, I think what matters here is actually how you do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you can, uh, for practice, you can literally bring yourself to the brink of it, right? And then come back out of it. Perfect for recovery. That's recovery training, right? Mm-hmm. But then there is also endurance training and, and, and um, like, I guess... Composure training, right? Like mm. how to stay calm and composed throughout, right? Yeah. And that one you can actually ease into, right? And mm. that's what I personally enjoy the most, right? So, yeah. like like that exercise you mentioned where you exhale, leave a little bit in, and your body sinks, right? Mm. And if it's not too deep, you're actually just lying there and you can actually enjoy yourself, right? Yeah. Mm. In fact, uh, it can get pretty dangerous, that type of thing, because uh, some people, after a while, you know, because they're easing into it. So first you do it, say, until you're comfortable. Then you do it a little bit more, a bit mm. more, right? And eventually you'll be able to do it, like, for a couple of minutes, easy, without actually stressing stressing much over it, right? Because yeah. you're just used to it. Yeah. Some people actually get into euphoria mentally, and, mm. and it starts being almost pleasurable, right? So, like, so people actually drown like that, right? Yeah. So 
pretty important to have a partner watching over you. Yeah, I remember I remember being told that we always do this one in pairs because I'm I was uh, you know coming back from that I would do it every year in the pools here in North Carolina. They tend to open up during you know late spring and then and I would go to the pool and the first few times I would go to the pool I would do that exercise, but I'd do it very carefully and I would never push myself too much when I was on my own. Um, plus, the lifeguards aren't too happy about you just sinking to the bottom of staying there. <laughs> Makes them very nervous, you know, <laughs> the whole time. Um, but I remember mentioning you're talking about um, yoga people and stuff like that. So there's a famous guy, Wim Hof, right? Who's the famous, the ice man. He does all those breath work drills and he does a lot of kind of firing up the sympathetic nervous system. He does breath holds on the exhale and then breathes in and does stuff like that. And I did a couple of courses even with some of his students to learn how to do his cold stuff where you go in the water. Um, and it was very similar. It was like you got this idea that once you've got control of it, you feel warm from the inside and you can hold your breath and you can do stuff. And then you just kind of start to feel like, oh, I could stay in here. This is fine. But they had to warn you to be like, you shouldn't stay at this point too long because your body will still get hypothermic and you can have damage. Um, and he famously, I think it was about three or four years ago or something. So he's this breath hold master and he's like, you know, got records for doing all these things and being under the swam under the water like something like 100 feet in the arctic or something you know holes on, on a single breath hold um and yet he three years ago was um in a pool and on his own and he was swimming along the bottom doing a breath hold like doing laps of the pool underneath and he just um just breathed in and on the bottom and went into a i think it was into a coma he basically breathed in a lung full of water and nearly drowned they had to pull him out so even somebody who you know is an ultimate expert who's really really good at it can become complacent right and then and then end up doing themselves damage so that was a good lesson i thought for for a lot of people who follow that method is like don't get too good at it because don't get you too comfortable watching over your partners are always good yeah. like it's a privilege actually you know like in my particular situation every time i come to a class right i view it as a privilege that you, you get a live body to work with in fact sure. different bodies right hmm. and it would best if you get to work with a kid or with a lady right that's the best for a guy right because you would never hurt a lady right hmm. so you're extra careful right you're, you're extra aware of your movements, right? And the same with the kid, right? You would never yeah. hurt the kid, right? If you're, you know, if you have everything upstairs, you know, sure. all right. right? Yeah. And, and that makes you very careful and very aware of what you're doing, right? And mm -hmm. eventually that awareness, that control turns into freedom, right? Yeah. And decision. And, and that's exactly what you want to aim for, right? So like partner work is, is, is a privilege. And another benefit, of course, like you're saying, is somebody is watching over you and will, you know, keep tabs on you, you know, hey, buddy, are you okay there? Mm. Once I was doing a breath hold at work, you know, I was leading a uh, uh, small sort of group there. Right? <laughs> I'm like, okay, guys, let's do breath holds, right? So we go on our stomachs, right? And we lie down and start, inhale, exhale, hold your breath. Hmm. And like, next moment I realized I fell asleep, right? I'm just opening my eyes and people are standing over me, buddy, are you okay there? <laughs> so, you know, it gets so relaxed and just literally just fell asleep, right? On a breath hold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, that's a it's a, it's a difficult. You can build up some strange norms. I, I had a student down here. He's a, he's a former military guy. He was, uh, you know, in his uh, in his sixties, um, retired paratrooper. He was like a captain and a uh, really nice guy. He lives down on the coast and uh, he'd been practicing a lot. You know, he'd come up and do private classes here and he would do exercises and things. And I'd work with him and his son. And then he would go home and he probably wouldn't he would, wouldn't train for a month. He would do like one because it's quite a long way to come up from the coast he would only train once a month for private classes and then go back um and there was a, i'm talking about three years ago or something like that that he was um and he would do his own stuff he would do like pretty extreme fitness things especially given that he was quite old um he would do like hardcore cycling along the sand and stuff like that you know to get his heart rate up and practice things um and anyway he didn't know that he had a like a a heart blockage he had like three of his four coronary arteries were about like 80 percent blocked or something and he just had no idea because he was pretty fit like other than that right his lung capacity was making up for his lack of 
heart capacity basically and blood flow and um and there's one day he was working out and he wasn't doing any sistema at all um but he was just doing a bunch of pull-ups and then crazy push-ups and like tabata protocol and stuff like that you know just really pushing himself um and he had a heart attack basically and he and he went face down and a complete heart attack and his his wife came into the came into the garage and saw him face down and just thought that he was doing breath holds and like flat work and left him and and didn't uh, didn't see him uh, or didn't notice and then kind of left it alone and then his son came uh, his son came in fortunately like a, a minute or two later saw him and then started doing CPR and, and actually kept him alive for like a good like 5 10 minutes until the paramedics came and then he recovered, but he lost like some movement for a while and all that kind of stuff. And it took him a long time to kind of recover and he had to have operations and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but just to say the peril, you don't want to get too used to people seeing you like not breathing, lying on the ground, face down and being like, no, I'm fine. I do this all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a signal. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So, um, so one of the other things that you're known for in the Systema community is, is this marvelous Systema blog that you've um, that you were maintaining not so frequently of late, but um, certainly over the last ten years you've been building up a bunch of videos in there with clips that you typically shoot like before or after class at Toronto HQ, um, with tips on kind of basic exercises and some of them are quite advanced too. There's stuff in there on um, moving energy around and psychological work and things like that as well. So really, really good stuff, and I can heartily recommend it for anybody who hasn't um, seen it. And I'll post the uh, if it's okay with you, I'll probably post the uh, the link so that people can have a look um after after the show what what inspired you to start making those clips was it wanting to kind of um fill in sort of pass on some things that you'd learned directly at hq or kind of fill in give some stepping stones to people who are just coming in or, or was it for something else uh, you know honestly first it was not so much uh for sharing as it was for myself right mm. uh, I, I gotta say you know i occasionally teach classes at vladimir school you're, you're aware right yeah um there are a couple of things there. Like first, you actually are becoming a good practitioner when you're able to express to other people clearly what yeah. it is that you do and what you want them to do, right? Mm -hmm. So at some level, and Vladimir says that, and Michael says that as well, you know, in order to become a good practitioner, you have to become an instructor and teach others. So you can put in, in your words, in clear words, what people understand, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what it is that you learned and how you perceive it. Mm -hmm. right? And you know, Sistema is like, like a... Uh, uh, like a finished clothing store, right? You come there, you buy something, you put it on yourself, and it's a bit, you know, like you need fitting, right? Mm -hmm. It's a good concept, but you need to fit it to yourself, right? So it's yeah. like a clothing. You know, you go and you hem it a little bit and you stitch a bit somewhere, right? And all of a sudden it fits you perfectly, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing, right? So, um, and then I, I realized, like, you know, I, I had been doing Sistema by then for probably like five or six years, and I'm like, you know, I... Every other class, Vladimir shows something and they try to do it. And I guess I'm doing it okay, but he goes, I showed this to you the other day, right? Like, why aren't you doing it the way I showed it to you, right? Like, why are you making the same mistakes? I'm like, crap, yeah, you know, he's right. He did that, mm. right? It's a, so like, okay, I have to start recording these things, right? Just for myself, you know, to put it into words to explain, so I can, you know, from my notes, I can read it and sort of understand what it is, right? Mm. And remember, right? And uh, that's, I guess, how I started the blog, right? First, I kept it, like, in, in a Word file. And I'm like, hey, you know, why not? You know, people come to classes, so might as well share what I experienced. Maybe it will help somebody, right? Yeah. I'm just publishing it. You know? Yeah. But then, you know, it kind of ended up being a little bit boring because when you just write things, mm. you know, nowadays, who read more than, like, two paragraphs? Nobody, right? Right. So, you know, so you read a list of exercises, oh, do this, do this, and feel that during that. You know, it's just boring, right? So, okay, so maybe I'll film something, mm. right? 
And uh, in fact, that's the reason I haven't updated the blog in a little while. And that, that's because I have a lot of material, but I haven't had an opportunity to, to film something that that's, you know, it usually takes several minutes, takes people, takes the mood, you know. So. Sure. Mm. But that is definitely on my to-do list. Yeah. So that's how it happened, basically, right? That's uh, not too expensive nowadays to, to keep your own blog, right? And I've heard a few people were reading it. I was like, yeah, okay, that's really interesting. It speaks to me. So I'm like, yeah, sure, guys. If you like it, I'll keep maintaining it, right? Don't miss your chance to train with senior systemic instructor Martin Wheeler at the four-day masterclass North Carolina, October 10th to 13th, 2019. The theme this year is Soft Work to Full Speed, a progressive multi-day exploration of fighting tactics, covering basic moving and striking, advanced grappling and takedowns, full speed knife and stick work, and tapping the unconscious mind in combat. The event is strictly limited to 35 persons, and advanced pricing is $650 for both days by April the 1st, with the option of a non-returnable deposit of $150 to hold your Spot. Register online at ncsystema.com slash events or email us for more details. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been, I got in the process of, I have like these books, these are called my Systema Bibles, you know, I've like going all the way back for like you know, 10, 12 years. Every year there's kind of a new one and I fill it with notes that I've taken from seminars, mostly at HQ or like with big instructors and things. Um, and then I go back through them and again, it's the same thing. I have these little mind maps and I just write down the key concepts and tips that I got from people like yourself when I was up at HQ um, just so that I don't just make the same mistakes over and over again. I mean, probably some of them I will anyway, um, but if you can just even even kind of uh, reinforce that a little bit every little bit can help sometimes it's not like you learn from the reading you just learn from recreating the state in your brain that you had when you were doing exactly. it at that time so yeah you're able to recreate the, this this feeling that you had when you were doing it successfully right yeah and then there is of course the other thing right like you notice probably a few times like you're doing something really it's where somebody showed you something some technique or some some exercise right or something and you're doing it really well it works for you great you know mm. and then Next day you come and try to do the same thing and it just it, it just doesn't work you know just, yeah. it, everything is the same you're doing it the same way should be better at it now but it just it, it just doesn't work right hmm. I used to get upset about it like big time right but then I realized you know it, it's and that's what I tell my students all the time too right like it's not that you got worse or you forgot how to do it it's that you actually have gotten better hmm. and then what you were doing it felt okay for you because. You didn't have the full range of motion. You you didn't like you worked only with one maybe person type. You know, same size, same whatever. Right? So you were worse at it, really. Mm. And now you're doing the same thing, or maybe a little bit different, but still it's kind of the same, right? And that that's why you're feeling like you you're sensing a little bit more now. So it's why it feels like you're not doing it right. You know? So yeah. you shouldn't be upset. You should actually keep going at it, right? Sure. But it's the feeling of success that you remember that keeps pushing you. You know, that's yeah. why it's. So so important to write it down for me at least right because if i remember how like i visualize oh that's how it was that i moved that arm there i felt like this way you know mm. it just makes it very easy to recreate that yeah and plus you have the benefit of putting it in your own words like sometimes somebody else can have the feeling or the state in their body and they they know what they feel like when they do it correctly right even when it's a really good instructor or something and they can try and elucidate that to you but like the words that they use it just doesn't go the same way right you know it's a it doesn't come across it i remember vladimir was teaching a few years ago at a strike seminar and i remember you were there too it was a great seminar two days of just thumping yeah. each other really good fun ended in a big like everybody all in melee where we're all you know carving out spaces through the air punching people it was so much fun um but there was a bit in the middle where he was um 
he kind of took us aside. I think I was working with one of the Zetler twins or something. And he came across and he was like, no, no, no. He goes, you're not moving. He goes, your hands have to be heavy, but also like the body follows, like the body comes with it at the same time. You don't leave it behind. Um, and he's like, it's like when you cut grass, you know? And immediately in my mind, I'm like, you know, boo, like electric lawnmower or something or like a right. petrol one. And then I'm like, that's the only way I've ever cut grass as a kid. But he meant like with a scythe, you know, like they all, if you're like cutting wheat or something like that. Yeah, like this way. Yeah, keeping the hands together and moving the whole body and the spine moves. And, and it's now I get it. Now it's the exact same motion, right? And over time, I've worked with that metaphor and I'm like, okay, well, now it kind of, it's like having a stick and you swing it like this way, but it's in a very specific heavy way where you let the blade do the work, right? You let the blade cut. Um, and now I got it, but it was just so funny at the time. You know, he's, he's like, oh, for him, it was a perfect metaphor. He's just like, you know, like when you sit in the field and you watch a guy and he's so, you know, an old guy or something cutting the grass and he's just so good at it. You could just drink a vodka and watch him for hours because the movement's so beautiful. And I'm like, man, there couldn't have been much to do in Tavay. <laughs> watching him drinking and cutting grass. But at the time, but now I understand. But it's like, yeah, sometimes I use metaphors with my students and I'm like, you know, you have to relax the hip, you know, like you're kicking a a football like and for me that's a soccer ball you know because i grew up in england sure. and people are like, what the, the football it's not how i kick a football i'd get somebody to hold it and then i'll take a run up you know this kind of thing so it's uh sometimes the metaphors and the and the things get lost but yeah the benefit of the taking your own notes is that you can use your own little experiences and context i guess to frame it in a way that will make sense to you right and it comes back again and you can repeat it to somebody else in a way that, that that's another thing about posting yourself public, right? Mm. If you can explain it to yourself and you can explain to others that they can understand, right? Yeah. And I guess you're so much better for it, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, sometimes you read your own notes and you go like, what the hell was I talking about here? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, you have to, of course, you have to express it in such a way that people will relate to it and understand it, right? Yeah, definitely. It's actually a better, definitely a better instructor, right? And then a better partner as well, right? Yeah. So, so I was watching. Um, so in preparation for this, I was rewatching a couple of the clips from your blogs, like some of the ones that I'd flagged because you know on YouTube you can put you can save the ones your favourites. And I'm like, oh, that one really resonated. And there was one in there that I hadn't watched for a while, but I'd pull back up, and it was where you were talking a little bit about um, energy, right? How to kind of project energy, and you had like a partner walking at you really fast, and you used the example of a knife, right? The knife almost has its own scary energy, and if you if you present it really really quickly, like it's gonna like you're pointing at somebody, then he will move in one way. Or if you present the flat of the blade, like show it to him, then you can, with a different timing, then he'll move the other way. And then you went on to talk about how the hands have the same thing. You can use the hand to stop somebody or redirect somebody in the same kind of way. Now, and this was really interesting to me because it seemed like a very simple explanation of something that's often either kind of made into like a, a big you know, almost semi-religious kind of concept or something or very woo thing about like energy and how it moves and things like that. What's, um, and some people in the, in the systemic community, there's been lots of people that have split off at the point where people start talking about energy and things. And, and some of those people you talked about earlier on, um, you know, in different styles of systema who are like, yeah, we're Spetsnaz and we have the secrets of the Spetsnaz where they do things that they'll, they do lots of this non-contact work and people are flying all over the place and things. And it's given systema a little bit of a weird image in the wild the martial arts community i think sometimes what's what's your view on the role of that in in training is, is it something that it's very important to understand and to work with or is it just one part of the bigger piece of what systema um of, of how it works well it's a little bit of both really mm -hmm. right um 
in fact, some people actually on that blog, I, I was kind of split on posting it because I, I knew some people would comment like, yeah, you know, what, what kind of, you know, BS is that? Like, what, yeah. what are you telling me to protect yourself by showing hands to people? Like, come on, right? It's not going to work, right? Mm. Uh, and you know what? That's partially true. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it may be very difficult to stop a bully rushing at you with just a gesture of a hand, right? Because mm. a lot a lot of it depends on you. If you're confident, you will be able to do that. You know, like when a cop comes to you and shows you, shows his hand, because of mm. the uniform of the projection of power, right? You're right yeah. away stop, right? Mm. Well, if you're a normal person, yeah. right? So the same person might not stop before you if you do that, right? Yeah. So yeah, to, to an extent, this comment is legit. But on the other hand, it, it is something that you need to be aware of. Right. Hmm. People be in different states, like a person rushing at you, maybe completely unaware of the surroundings. And hmm. so trying to affect that person by subtle means like, like, you know, energy, hmm. you know, and, you know, I start thinking, well, what is energy at all? Some do you know, stuff. Well, hmm. no, really, you know, in physics, energy, I'm, by the way, a math major. Right. And I was hmm. pretty physics, too. So when somebody tells me, oh, I'm channeling my energy. Right. Like, my first question is, well, do you know what energy is? Like, can you explain? In physics, you know, they, they define energy as something that, that fits in this formula. That's how they define energy, right? Mm. And, and, you know, that's exactly the way they measure it, too, by example. Mm. So, uh, you know, I can see where a lot of people would get sort of, like, yeah, whatever, shrug their shoulders and move on. But it is something definitely to be aware of, right? Mm. There is some substance. There is some, it's like, you know, light. There is part of it that's material, that that's particles. There is part of it that's a wave, right? Yeah. Same thing as energy, right? If you think about it in, in application to a martial art or in application to your mm. life. So you can make use of it, right? Mm. For example, when you're doing stretching, right? And, and, you know, people usually just go, you know, make a split, right? And sit in it for five minutes. Well, if you put your hands, like especially if your stretch is not so great, you put your hands underneath you and try to support yourself with your hands so you don't, you know, don't fall and hurt yourself. Mm. Well, effectively what you're doing, your arms actually have energy, and that's a known fact, right? Um, an example of that would be like, you know, when a medical sister sits with a wounded person who wants to be helped, right? They hold mm. my hand, right? And they feel better for it. Well, that's because there is energy there. There is something, let's call it something, right? Or some substance that, that passes over and that makes the person feel better. Yeah. Same thing when you do a stretch, right? You put those hands underneath yourself and those hands, by the tension of it, by whatever it is that's passed out, it actually prevents you to relax from relaxing and, and actually stretching much better, right? Mm. And it prevents your muscle memory from keeping that stretch, right? So all you recall after that is like, there is a lot of pain and I'm just holding myself from getting more pain. Mm. But all of that is just aided by the fact that you're putting your hands, you're stopping hands before you like this, you know, in this gesture. I'm stopping that, something that I don't want, right? Mm. There's definitely a different position of your hands that you can use that will actually help you. Let's say you put your hands on your thighs, right? And you go not so far, but gently, right? And with control. Yeah. This will actually support you. Your hands will support with their energy. They will support your stretch. Mm -hmm. Right? And you get a much better stretch that will stay a lot longer. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm being quite wordy about it, but it's actually a very interesting concept, right? So, you can use these, this knowledge to your advantage. Mm -hmm. You can just ignore it and you'll still be fine, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a more subtle aspect of Sistema, right? Yeah. So, it's the same thing as. Uh, you know, when you're trying to wrestle a person, for example, right? And if you apply uh, direct power, right? Well, well, the person most likely will start resisting, mm. right? Now, if you start moving a person slowly, right? 
swaying little bit by little bit. You're calming the person down. Not a small part of it is that you're holding the person with your hands, mm. right? And whatever it is that's passed over, same thing as a medical sister holding your hand, right? That has the effect of calming the person down. Mm. So then you start swaying a little bit more, and the person will go down much easier just because there is no threat coming from you, right? And that mm. energy was comforting. Mm. So the long and short of it, um, if you are aware of this, it will definitely help you in both day-to-day -day and in combat if you have to use it, right? Mm. You don't use it, you choose to ignore it. Well, you know, it, it's your choice, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. People, like boxers, you know, they fight without awareness of any energy that's happening. And, you know, they're, they're they making do very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it's not to say that, yeah, you can, some people, of course, like Michael, <clears throat> and it, of course, won't work with all people. But in certain situations, with certain people, you can use energy. And I've seen that. Like, I've yeah. seen him. Yeah, like, me too. Yeah. Energy totally win a mm. particular situation or actually take people down or actually harm somebody right if you choose to mm. but he's a master right and, and who are we like compared to him right i mean it's just the horizon you keep yeah walking to but but you'll probably never reach right mm. it's just because it keeps moving away because he's advancing the same way as you are right yeah uh, so you know it's just something to me it's something to be aware of it, it it will definitely help you in some particular cases you know where you can illustrate something to mm. people how to interpret something, how to interpret some some weird things that happen that you can't interpret it any other way, you know, like yeah. in comfort or, you know, like your sensations, you know, like how your body feels, hmm. presence of another body close to it, you know, all these things. You know? Yeah. It, it's energy, but, you know, if people are not comfortable with the word, they're not comfortable um, thinking that that can be used in combat, well, that's perfectly fine. There's no sure. problem. Yeah. I guess it's an analogous thing with the, with the word fear, right? Some people, we talk a lot about fear in Sistema and we acknowledge that it exists. We talk about fear in the body, even fear in specific parts of the body. And, and like some people, they come to, they come to what they expect is going to be like a self-defense class. And they're like, well, there's no place for fear. You know, like I just have to put a shield around it. Aggression is the way forward. And that's what we're going to do. And you can't be afraid. And it's like, well, if you're not heeding your fear, then you've got, you know, you're missing out on so much information. You're not understanding the way that your body can move. And on the one hand, you want to kind of get at home with your fear. And so you can decrease it as a whole in response to different situations, but you don't want it to disappear altogether because that's part of what motivates you to move. Right. So you don't want to like black it out or pretend that you're not afraid because otherwise you'll get stabbed probably. Right? So, yeah. And that, you know, that probably there is no, not a single word that that's done more damage to, to the concept of martial arts than self-defense. Hmm. You know, when somebody says, Oh, for marketing, here is a self-defense class for women. Yeah. Right? And so now ladies come to that self-defense class and they have a mindset that they're being trained to protect themselves. Mm. And you know, like protection, what's protection? Protection is being able to fight off some, some attacker. Mm. Well, in Sistema, if, if, uh, in classic Sistema, right, there is no difference between defense and attack. Right. right? And, and that comes actually from very old cultural thing in Russia. Like if, if, you know, like even Putin said once, you know, if you know you're going to get beaten, fight first, right? Mm. So start. You know, why do you have to wait to, to get the first punch, right? Hmm. There's no reason for that. Well, same in Sistema. Uh, the best defense is attack. Best attack is defense, right? And, hmm. and so, so you really don't distinguish, right? And, and so when people come to self-defense class, they frame themselves to, to, to get punched first and then, you know, start reacting to it. And that's wrong, right? Hmm. Uh, because properly you should react to an intention. And there is nothing yeah. wrong. Like if you feel the person's going to punch you in the face, there is nothing wrong with, with preempting it. 
Yeah. Mm. The, the most important thing is come out of something unharmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's ultimately like, and if you have a family special with your, you know, loved ones or whatever else, you know, like if you're not responsible only for yourself, mm. right? That in, in particular in those situations, right? So, like to me, self-defense as a concept is is you know it's a misnomer, really. Mm. Even the word lead puts you in the wrong mindset. Kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Well, so, here for self-defense, and you're teaching me how to punch a person in the face. Mm. Well, for God's sakes, maybe that's exactly what the person wants, right? Like some people, especially in certain states, like drunk people or whatever, you know, unless they get measured sharp, um, irritant somewhere that will dis- distract them or detract them from from focusing on you, mm. it will not stop, right? Yeah. Mm. Even people who are shot, you know, they can keep going. Mm. So. Like, my self-defense, what, the guy is rushing at me, I, I hit him once, and oh, he keeps rushing at me, so now I'm going to go sue my coach because he told me I'm going to be prepared and I'm, mm. I'm certified in self-defense, right? Like, you know, it just doesn't work like that. Yeah, so but this is interesting. I, I think, to me, this throws up kind of two sides of a coin when looking at martial arts a lot of the time, and that's that people don't know what to emphasize a lot of the time, and especially with something as vast as uh, Sistema. But even in other martial arts, you see, you know, people, a lot of people now practicing MMA, and, you know, they work for a while on fighting with their fists and standing up and kickboxing, and then they're like, well, now some grappler guy is going to beat me on the ground, and they work on their jujitsu, and then they get owned in the middle, and they don't even know where to put most of their effort and and the idea in MMA is to kind of spread bet and get pretty good at everything and then maybe have some specialties but within Sistema you've got everything from at the one end uh, like the purely physical work and the idea of building up like a combative body which is kind of impervious to a lot of damage like it, it moves better it, even when you get hit it's far less likely that it's going to break because it's not as brittle it's a bit more elastic and it also has heaviness and density and um, so everything from that as a defensive tactic like literally turning your body into kind of pliable armor all the way through to this complex psychological work um and like initiating flinch responses and energy and all those things and people look at the spread of that and what i've seen over the time that i've been training over you know decade or so i've seen some people really emphasize one way and they just kind of it's like they decide that the important thing about Sistema is that it has that hard combative body thing and that it's all about the biomechanics and the smash and the thump and the just attack, attack and get it done and break things, right? And then other people go entirely the other way and they're like, the important thing is all the soft work and just the precision and the movement and let's not emphasize too much the real fighting and things like that. It, it seems to me that there's probably like foundational things that you need um, on both sides, right? And, and I remember, again, I, don't, I can't remember if it was that, um, immersion camp with Constantine 2008 that we were at or whether it was the one a couple of years later in 2010 but that was the first time I can remember him explicitly kind of giving a framework for what you should focus on in Sistema and he would say you know first you have to focus on what's your motivation why are you even training like what do you want out of it because you know a spy or somebody in you know the army or something might want one thing out of Sistema and an everyday person you know going backwards and forwards with his family might want just stress management or something and he said once you figure out what you want from it then the next stage is typically to work on the body and make sure that your body it can cope with what we're doing. And that's where you do the foundational work with massage and with push-ups and with building structure and all that stuff. And he's like, once your body is solid enough, then you can start to work on the psyche and you can test it. And that's where breath holds and other things come in there. And he's like, then and only then can you start to mess with like wrestling and strikes and weapons and all these kinds of other things. And maybe like complex psychological manipulations are somewhere at the top of that. So his point was like, it's like a pyramid. And if you have a shaky foundation in which you never really kind of get solid at the bottom, 
them in the body and in the mind, in the base of the mind, then you can't really, is, you're wasting your time too much playing about with this stuff at the top end. Is, is, is that kind of congruent with your experience as well? Do you focus most of your attention on the body and the basic kind of feeling of your mind? Or do you, uh, is there a place for studying some of these things in isolation, right? Just studying energy, for example, or just studying like one psychological effect? Well, they're all different people. So for, you know, for you or me, what's easier or what comes, what speaks to you better is going to be different, right? Mm. Uh, my routine usually I spend about an hour in the morning just to wake up, you know, to stretch and all that stuff, right? Anything that I can do by myself, breath holds, stretches, joint work, you know, all that stuff is perfect. You know, when I come to a class, of course, well, that's a different thing, right? Like there is, you have a partner. Mm. I think, uh, like you said, it's very important to have everything in concert, you know, because what what fighting really is, right? And people, and that's why people think of, oh, you know, this is grappling or this is punching or this is kicking, you know, he's a really good kicker, must be a Taekwondo guy, right, for example, you know, um, all that is good, but that, that is already a technique level of stuff, right? So once you know how to move and when i say no is once your body knows how to move right mm. it's actually very important to understand like that you know people say oh he has so much fear he has so much tension right it's not that you get tense right it's not that you get afraid it's that your body because we're all animals eventually you know come to think about it right your body has natural instincts right so one one of those instincts is to you know raise your shoulders when you're scared you know another one would be to move your hands forward to push danger away you know mm. the stuff like it's simple, right? Yeah. But it's natural. It's not like you're afraid. It's not like you're you're dancing, you know, just whatever, you know. So, um, but once you learn to overcome that, and that, of course, takes practice and all that, right? Once you become a natural breather, once you become a natural walker, once your knees, you know, don't hurt when you when you had the five kilometer run, right? Just because you move your knees forward properly and you carry your body properly, and you know, once all these things come together, once your wrist becomes strong enough, and by strong I mean uh, resilient enough, right? Mm. From exercise that that you're not afraid, you don't have to bandage it to hit somebody like boxers do, right? Because mm. you know your wrist will not play, it will not will not have uh, uh, you know like will not be loose, right? Mm. So when all these things come together that's when you're prepared to do like combat training but the thing is though i, I still believe that it has to be done all together mm. right so you do a little bit of, of prep like in the morning like like i try to do you know when i have time to myself right before work wake up out of bed just to get the blood flowing do all the basic exercises stretches joint work all that stuff then you come to a class of course there is a warm-up and all that but but you Focus on <clears throat> on working with with somebody, right? Focus on like more real life situation, you know, with different irritants, like the environment, right? Because mm. you don't live in isolation, you don't live by yourself, right? Mm. So, you know, if you're into healing, of course, you don't need that aspect of it, right? But then, uh, when you say, okay, well, this guy he likes to grapple, and then he decides, oh, you know what? I'm not doing that too well, so I'm gonna go learn jujitsu, right? Mm. That's a frame of mind, really, right? Um, it, it, it's like, okay, well, you fight a particular way, you're only grappling, right? And I think that's a little bit limited. Mm. Um, freedom, ultimately, is what you want, right? And, you know, as long as your body tra trained well enough, you know, I, I guess, let me stay back, let me make a step back. Uh, the worst question in my experience a person can ask, you know, like anywhere, in any, in any combat situation, in any life situation, is what do I do next, right? Mm. When you have to react quickly. The moment you start thinking yourself, okay, so what am I doing, right? 
That's it. That means you're not doing the right thing. Yeah. Right? And so ultimately, like through this body work, right, and through the like combat exercises in the system, right, you want to get to a position where what happens before your eyes translates into what your legs and arms do and your body. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to get there, well, that, that's system, right? Mm-hmm. That's what makes it very different from any other martial art, right? And, and uh, I guess, well, Vladimir's methodology, Rabko Sistema methodology in particular, right, uh, speaks to me specifically because of that, right? Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I guess maybe even if Vladimir cannot explain to you why he feels a particular way, or what particular position is comfortable, or why moving this way versus that way is better, you know? There is a biomechanical explanation for all of this, right? So mm-hmm. there is a line of attack, there is a line of strike, you know, where they intersect. So, uh, you know, if you don't get it one way, don't get it through feelings or through sensation, you can get it through physics. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is you get there, mm-hmm. right? And, and then like, you're free to take whatever you want out of it, right? Mm-hmm. You're free to keep learning combat, you're free to keep working with a partner, you know, just free movement, whatever. Or if you prefer, you know, Sure, do breath holds, right? Do mm-hmm. incremental one to ten, then ten down to one, right? And you can get quite far that way. Mm-hmm. Or you can follow it, right? Yeah. The amazing thing about Sistema, you take what you want out of it. Mm-hmm. Any class, different people come to it, they take what they want out of it, what they can take out of it, right? Yeah. yeah. You don't have a black belt or a green belt, or this guy's really good at grappling. Well, you know, this guy, you know, good at grappling, but, you know, he's crap at grappling and striking at the same time, right? Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Hopefully that, that answers your question there. Yeah, I, it does. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's very individual. It's very personal, right? It's like you said earlier on, the system is not an off-the-peg suit, right? You don't just take it and put it on and do things. You have to spend the time to tailor it and, and hone it and look after it, you know, <laughs> to make yeah. it fit. And eventually, like, what you want is you want to be able to wake up with closed eyes, find where that cloth is, put it on yourself without looking, just by, by feeling it, right? Hmm. Put your shoes on, walk out, and don't worry about it. You should feel what's happening around you, right? And be comfortable with it. Yeah. Right? Just taking the analogy a step further. Sure. And, um, that no, no other, I guess, uh, martial art that I've heard of actually focuses on this stuff. They yeah. don't focus on recovering after a strike, right? Mm. They don't focus on taking the knife out. They assume mm. knife is in your hand, right? They don't focus on, okay, so now I got stepped, so what do I do now, right? Like, mm. is it okay to keep getting stuck? Okay, the guy scored already, so what? That's it, point in his favor and you yeah. just reset and start again, right? Like, mm. That's not how it works in life, right? right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. Sistema takes care of all those aspects. It, it mm. takes you from where you start, taking it out, how mm. you move with it, right? How you move by it. Hmm. How you operate with it, right? How you direct yourself with it, how you put it back, and how you do it invisibly too, right? And sure. how you breathe in the process, and how you run away when you need it. So it, it's, yeah. it's amazing that way. Yeah, full full spectrum, as Vlad might say. You know, it's, uh, it fills in the gaps. <laughs> and in the process, you never have to think of what do I do next, right? Be- hmm. Because you know, you know, you train how to take it out, you train how to put it in, you train how to move by knife, right? So it all comes naturally together at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's all one big experience, you know, and so to answer your question, I guess, uh, that is why Sistema is really a way of life. It's not so much combat training or it's not so much, uh, you know, individual like sports fitness training of some of sorts, right, or psychological training. It's all together. Mm-hmm. And you take out of it as much as you need in each aspect. And then you put it all together and then you have your personality. I got to say, though, your personality does change because of Sistema. Mm-hmm. Big Right? You become a very different person after a while. 
Like I, I for myself, you know, I, I know I, I, I had a lot of ego, especially when I ended up in a confrontation, right? Uh, a lot of uh, pride, right? Oh, I'm so strong, you know, this little girl, she can't hit me strong, right? Worse mistake in my years with system. That, that first class, that little girl, just maybe, I don't know, two hands lower than myself, right? Hmm. And she was just, yeah, sure, I'll show you a strike. So she lifts her elbow, she turns it, and she just drops it on my chest. I was carrying that like a stone. Hmm. That strike of hers for two weeks after. To <laughs> this day, man, seriously, I, I, of course I didn't show it, I and mean, I'm strong, right? Hmm. But And now you look at it, and, and whomever strikes you, you know, however hard, right? You learn to deal with it, right? And hmm. it's not the person's fault, usually it's yours, right? So it's much easier to take that way. You know, if I get too tense, the guy gets too tense, he starts hitting me harder, so I'm doing something wrong, right? So that, yeah. that's your indicator, right? Mm. You become more aware of what's going on around you. You become aware of why people act the way they act around you. Mm. And you learn to accept that this is mostly you. You can't change yourself. It's very difficult to force a person to change. Yeah. That makes sense, right? Absolutely. Yeah, bro. But winding up, so this has been a, it's been fantastic, uh, Ivan. Thanks so much for taking the time. There's lots of insights here, and uh, if you'd be willing to come on again, maybe in a, a few months' time or something, we could uh, resume the chat and talk about some other things. But just before we go, any uh, closing thoughts? Anything that any advice for people who are just getting into Systema, for example, and they're you know trying to pick it up? Anything you've learned along the way that you would like other people not to repeat your mistake? <laughs> One thing I'll say um, in my experience, especially working with Vladimir. Like you said yourself, right? There's different images in different people's head, right? So when when I speak about energy, it might get ridiculous, you know, sound ridiculous to somebody, right? To some other people, it will sound like very convincing and very profound mm. word, right? Um, by the same token, you know, relaxation, tension, you know, it, it's something that you keep hearing, relax, relax, relax. But there are degrees of that, right? And different people might interpret relaxation as being loose, mm. right? That somebody may use the word, hey, stay loose, you know, move loosely, right? Well, I have to be interpreting words not necessarily what they mean immediately to you, but ask instructor if you are not sure, right? Or, or um, try to, 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 to understand how you feel that particular concept, right? So to me, loose is almost an offensive word, right? That means you're wobbly and that means like, you know, you, you, you have no structure. Empty. There's no structure, right? Mm. So to me, relaxation is freedom, right? Mm. So when you say, Ivan, you're not free now, you're, you're stuck, right? That means a lot more to me than, than somebody saying, stay relaxed, relax more, relax more, right? Mm. And so I guess my advice would be if you feel like you're, you're hearing cliches like almost in your mind, like relax, 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 right? Don't take it as such, right? It, interpret it for yourself, right? Mm. So, it, 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 you know, relaxation doesn't mean much. Interpret it as freedom, right? And, and what I find quite often is that what you think instructor told you, right? Like Vladimir in particular, is actually very different in how he tells me, now you're doing it right. It's very different from what I'm feeling at that point, right? It's not what he told me, not what I imagined when he told me, right? How yeah. it would that yeah. makes sense? Yeah. Right? yeah. So, I guess the best advice I can offer is, uh, well, at least, you know, shooting from the hip, right? If you're starting especially, uh, don't take words, like, literally, like, oh, you know, I can't relax any more than that, just forget it, but I cannot mm. do it, right? Try to interpret it for yourself. Mm. Like, take that clothes, right, and try to fit it, mm. right? And, you know, if, if uh, 
you know, you're quite open-minded and, and, you know, you have a good instructor too, you'll be perfect, you'll be fine. Right? Great. You can only go up from there. Yeah. So we like that. Yeah. So, solid advice. Brilliant. Great. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. And um, uh, I'll definitely put the link to your uh, Sistema blog um, up on the on the show notes in here. Is there, is there anywhere else online that it, I should point people to, to get in touch YouTube, with you to train? Or? YouTube is there as well, right? Uh, yeah. My email is posted on Sistema blog. If you guys want to contact me, by all means, I'm happy to answer any questions. In fact, I have a couple of people who, you know, like, I trained with before or shared something with before and they just, you know, oh, hey, Ivan, I have this question. Can you answer it for me? They just send me an email, right? And I'm like, yeah. and I'm answering just, it's so much fun actually to, to okay. understand what people think and what they run into and to answer to that stuff, you know? So it's, it's a great communication means, you know? Great. Well, following this, you might end up deluged with people's emails. So I won't put your actual email on the thing, but <laughs> I'll let people know that if they're going to. Uh, it's on the website, right? You, you can get in touch from there. Yeah. Awesome. So it's systemoblog.com. Yeah. There is a contact page there. Great. So. Well, thanks so much once again, and uh, have a good rest of the week, and hopefully I'll catch up with you again. It's a lot of pleasure to speak with a fellow uh, Sistema practitioner and a very good instructor, and I'm hoping to see you soon here in Toronto, or maybe in the US as well. Yeah, I'm planning on coming up again in the fall. We were just up a few weeks ago, so I think it's probably be the fall before I can um, escape the uh, duties of the family again. All right, take care, my friend. Yeah, then, Glenn. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Sistema, please visit us online at www.ncsistema.com.